in the Silurian Job Center. Hello. Ah, come in, Mr. Iktar. How can I help you? Well, it's a bit embarrassing, really. Nonsense, Mr. Iktar. You mustn't be embarrassed. We're here to help. Well... Out with it, man. I think I've been put in the wrong cast. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think I'm meant to be a warrior. My venom gland takes forever to charge up. It takes a fortnight, and even then I'm lucky if I can produce enough venom to stun an elderly squirrel. You're right. That doesn't seem right. And I get claustrophobic inside the masks. I panic and end up hyperventilating. It's a nightmare. Well, perhaps you'd be more suited to the scientific cast. I don't think so. I tried to bioprogram some cave moss the other day and it ran off with the wife. Oh dear. Well, how about medical cast? Nope. Back when I was at school, we had to vivisect a frog while it was still conscious. And I got so squeamish, I slipped and cut off my own arm. How unfortunate. That's why I don't have an arm. I did wonder why you didn't have an arm. That's the reason. Well... There's always domestic cast. Can't cook. Legal cast. I'm not argumentative. Engineering cast. I don't understand the concept of walls. Well, what cast do you want to be put in then? I don't really know. Um, is there a flower arranging cast? Well, considering we're a subterranean species, no. Hmm, that's annoying. How about a sit around at home and watch TV cast? No, that one's full. I've got it. A podcast. Perfect. You might need to work on your closing gags, though. Hello and welcome to the Oodcast. It's Andy here, and this week, as ever, I am joined by... Oh, me, Chris Alpha, uh, on the ball as always. <laughs> me, Laura Simpson. And me, Chris Sigma. Hello. Hello indeed. And this week we have got the usual selection of sketches, songs, and we're going to be talking about the hungry earth. But first up, it's the Oodcast News. News. Margaret Thatcher reveals the real reason for the pit closures of the 1980s, protecting her extended family. Science fiction podcast attempts political satire with that last headline. Fails. Doctor Who and the Silurians, Inferno, the Green Death and the Demons are revealed as the Doctor Who production team's most watched classic series stories. The self-visitation travel industry has experienced a boom in trade this week after The Hungry Earth showed Amy and Rory using their bespoke holiday services. Man bioprograms allotment to attack passing badger. And finally... Big Finish have revealed that their new series of Doctor Who-themed audio plays are going to revolve around Captain Jack. Doctor Who and the Look at Me, Look at Me, Forget Him should be ready for download in April 2011. So everybody, The Hungry Earth. Now what did we think of it? Did everybody else think it was lovely? I I thought it was lovely. And I thought it was a Pertwee story... 
Sorry, that. What am I doing? A butt wee story. A butt wee story. That was kind of Jamaican. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Well done. So everyone else was in a small mining town, and he was in a curry shop somewhere in Cardiff. Excellent. No, I was in Kingstown with a, a lovely pina colada and a, a really colourful shirt. And I apologise to anyone who's either from Wales or Jamaica. That was bad. Or India. Or India. Or, or Pakistan. I anywhere guess. really. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, the Oodcast, where every culture has a home. Anyway, yes, I thought it was very, very good as well. Really enjoyable, actually. It was a Pertwee story. And a very fine one it was, too, if I may say so. I thought I was watching a classic series story. We um, weren't around for the Pertwee. No, me neither. But you've got DVD <laughs> player, haven't you? I'm not that old. Didn't John Pertwee look a bit like a sheep? Therefore, Wales is particularly appropriate. <laughs> Did John Pertwee look like a sheep? Well, he had that curly white hair, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes, he has a point. Yes, he did. <laughs> A sheep that does taekwondo. And, and, a, and, and a noble nose. And ev- every sheep I've ever had has had a small, open-top, yellow sports car. It was a Venusian well, Akito, You've had a lot of actually. sheep, have you? No, I've seen them, I said. All oh, right, okay, sorry. From a distance on hillsides, when you're driving through the countryside, oh, look, sheep, they look nice and picturesque. Look at those yellow roadsters. They're really zippy, aren't they? I'd like one of those. <laughs> anyway, hungrier. I want to say, primarily, the thing that really struck me about this episode was what, how good was Matt Smith in it? How full of the Doctor is his performance now? Well, actually, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the others, but that's not the general opinion I've been getting back, particularly from new viewers. They really enjoyed the whole full-on schlock horror aspect of it. You know, oh, it's midnight and it's a graveyard and there's something slimy and it's going to lick you with its tongue. Ah! Like that. The one thing I wasn't sure about was the the mother who um, she meets Rory and thinks he's a policeman. She doesn't seem particularly anxious that that coffin has gone missing from the grave. She she doesn't seem particularly anxious that her child goes missing for quite a while either. She doesn't seem particularly anxious that her husband hasn't come home in this (laughs) tiny little Welsh village where presumably you can't really get lost. She's the Rani. It's okay. She she met a plain-clothes policeman who didn't look anything like a policeman in a churchyard. That's going to solve everyone's problem. And had no ID. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing was, also, Ambrose is a man's name. It's a custard's name. It's a surname. (gasps) No, it's a man's... Well, I know Ambrose Bierce is... I, I once dated a man is, called Ambrose. Is her husband called Captain Birdseye, maybe? Ha, 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 fish fingers and custard. Oh, oh <laughs> jokes you have oh, to explain in that much detail, Andrew. <laughs> 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 I love those. They're totally my forte. Your forte? Yeah, Requiem. Your type forte. <laughs> Oh my oh goodness, no. what is wrong oh. with us this week? <laughs> oh, the only thing missing from this, Andy, is your joke about the murka. Have you got one ready? Uh, no, I didn't write one because you wrote one. Right, David, thank you for coming. Pleasure, Jeff. Pleasure. So, Stephen has asked us to come up with some ideas of which enemies are suitable for revival. Yes, I've had a thought about that. Oh, good. And where are your thoughts leading you? Paris. Paris? Yep, Paris. It has a wonderful... Bouquet? Well, I was going to say monster. You know, the the Jaggeroth. Nope, Pierce said we do not have the budget to do much CGI. And think of the time it will take to render each rubber band till it's big enough. Well, let's have a look at what Russell brought back then. 
There's the Daleks. The Macra? Well, yes, but hiding them in the shadows beneath a space motorway doesn't count, surely. He brought back the Cybermen and added to them too. Well, that's true. Although those cyber rug things weren't much cop. What about bringing back the Cybermats? Little metal slugs. Now, we don't want to get too unrealistic. There's the Autons. Oh, can't we use them again? They were creepy. Controlled by a huge gelatinous brain thingy, though. Just like the Ood. Well, there's the Sontarans. Oh, and the Master. Right, but as far as I can remember, he never brought back the Quarks. The what? The Quarks. You know, small chaps, bit like Daleks, only they look like those little novelty beer fridges with a ball on top. Oh, I don't know. It sounds a bit too ridiculous. What about the Zygons? No, oh, no, they were far too good. The Ewoks? They were Star Wars? Ah, hang on. How about we do another historical story? We could use the Highlanders again. Well, that would certainly push a few buttons. A bunch of ginger-wigged burly lads in skirts would definitely push the Scottish nationalist agenda we've been asked to write in. That's true. It might be a bit obvious, though. Hmm, I, oh, I suppose so. We could use the Wotan thingy from the War Machines. What, the one that looks like a post box holding a couple of arrows? True, we'd have to get the license from Royal Mail to use that. I think Postman Pat has all of those, and we'll never catch him now he's got a helicopter to do deliveries with. We could have a big battle at the end of the series with the Cybermen. Already done, David. Battle of Canary Wolf. Oh, I was going to put a Raston Warrior robot in it. But that looked daft. Even in the Five Doctors. I know he's not a villain or anything, but could we ask Captain Jack to come back, maybe? The kids love him. Anyway, any more thoughts? The Sea Devils? Oh, can we not ask the Sea Devils back again? They always bring that ridiculous thing with them, like an underwater freak show, displaying their newest oddball creation. What thing? The Merka. Well, we'll have a mutiny on our hands from the Merka stunt guys, if we don't use them. They've only had pantomime work since Rent-A-Ghost finished. We can't afford to be sentimental, David. Have you forgotten Warriors of the Deep so soon? But that was 30 years ago, surely. Weren't the Silurians in that one too? The who? Silurians, a bit like the Sea Devils, but look less like Martin Clunes. Live beneath the earth instead of the sea. Are you making that up? No, they were real enough, in a latex mask kind of sense. Write that down then. At least we'll have something to take back to Stephen. Excellent. Right, now, I wanted to talk to you about this new Dalek colour scheme. Oh, yes? It's nice, but I don't think we're being bold enough with the colours. I've asked Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen to have a think and talk us through some ideas. He should be here in a minute. I think you'll like what he has to say. Death by a thousand puns. (laughs) Or just being hacked open and having your internal organs removed. Oh, I hated that bit. And I was like, I can't think. I don't. I'm really anxious all through this week. It's like, what's going to happen to Amy? That's horrible. No, it's interesting psychological differences between men and women. Men, when they see someone being hurt on screen, think, ow, that hurts. Women think, oh, that must have hurt them. So. Men generally feel Ah. the pain, whereas women are concerned about the pain. Now, obviously, that's not true always, but certainly for me, gender-specific issue. I find that I need further thought. I'm fine that if someone gets punched in the neck or something, I will find that I'm actually 
holding I my own it. neck. Yeah, I, I get and that. And I don't even do realise that I'm doing it. Uh, Alpha, do you get that as well? Y- yes. Mm. Laura, what's your... I go, oh, a poor person, they're going to have a bruise. They might need to take some arnica if Which they believe in homeopathy. She usually puts some kind of cream on her, on her fist uh, and while well, Chris is rubbing his neck. So it's true that men are more empathetic than women are? No, it's not. No, it's just the opposite. It's women are more empathetic, men are more uh, physiological. Right. But anyhow, this is why what I was don't... more interesting? Oh, I had such a funny okay, joke. Go on. No, I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, go on. <laughs> Chris, I want your funny. I'm not leaving until you do your funny joke. It's not that funny. I was going to say, this is why I don't watch free kicks in football. <laughs> what I thought was more interesting is if the other dude has been dissected already, how is he still talking and breathing? I figure it must be just like they give him a little tickle and then they draw a line down their front with some red marker pen. It's not actually going to be anything evil. Well, they didn't take anything out of him, did they? No, they just had to look around. Well, it's alien uh, medical technology. Well, they're not aliens, though, are they? Uh, they go to pain. They're, they're earthlings. I like the new name, Homo reptilianus. I thought that worked. Yeah, Re- I like it too. Reptilia. Yeah, reptilia. yeah. Did they a... actually refer to them being called the Silurians at all? Yes, he said yeah. they were known. They, some people know them as Silurians. Some people know them as the Epicenes. Oh, yeah. E- well, that's that's because if if you follow the the. The timeline of when he says they they were actually inhabitants. the inhabitants of Earth, then it's the Epicene era rather than the Silurian era. That's mm. quite interesting. Mm. Do you know what I wish? I wish the Doctor would stop referring to every single bloody species he encounters as "Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, look at That's you with the your first wobbly time he's done it, isn't it? Because no. that, that was a David, David Tennant, Tennant did it all the time. Yeah, there's a different Doctor, oh. though. Isn't no, no, M- Matt Smith did it in the first did episode, he? but he was recovering from. Yes, well, that's thing. what I thought that was uh, interesting. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, oh I'm going to take off your right. mask. Oh, look at your <laughs> Can face. I just say that um, I rather fancied that Silurian. What is wrong with me? I'm fancying all the, Every... the women villains this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's living on your own, Andy. <laughs> Didn't we cut out the bit where you said that you fancied the blonde yes, vampire? We did. Maybe we should insert I... it here. No. Uh... <laughs> I don't think you're going to get an asthma for saying you fancy someone. (laughs) Uh, They can get quite strict with these things nowadays. (laughs) You'll get a nice wink from them instead. Well, that would be lovely. I I did like the way they've updated the Silurians, because weren't they the the reptiles with with the lighty bits in their head? Yeah. And now they've got a really badass kind of tongue that... Oh, that that looks so well, the, good. The doctor did say that they are a different subspecies of yeah. the same genus, and actually, that's already the case because the first Silurians, <laughs> they used to use their third eye to like stun people and open doors and stuff. And the second ones, if we saw in Warriors of the Deep, where they'd forgotten what had happened in the first one, the light, <laughs> the eye just flashed every time they talked like a Dalek. <laughs> And so they had to say at that point, oh, it must be a different subspecies where the eye evolved differently. <laughs> and in this one, they don't have it at all. <laughs> what about the rain? I thought it was odd that it rained underneath the force field. Did Freak it? atmospheric conditions. Didn't you see that in HD? It was tipping it down. In no, those it wasn't. Ni- in, that ni- in those nighttime scenes. No, uh, none of them were wet. No, but you could see the rain in the background. And I was like, why is that then? I totally didn't know. And I was that. expecting like a line, you know, freak atmospheric conditions because the force field generates atmospheric thingamidoodars. And they thermal. don't need to put that in because yeah. you're there to do it. Are, are you sure it wasn't just your TV? <laughs> it could have been the reception. <laughs> I didn't, Does your I didn't TV face either. a window? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, that Were you struck me water as at odd, it? Were you playing with a rain shaker? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Anyway, going back to Matt Smith, he was so fundamentally the Doctor. I just, I just like want to talk about him because he was awesome this week. There were some brilliant bits in it. Uh, the two bits that I really loved was a bit where he was asked, are you always this rude? And yes. he went, no, that's recent. Yeah. And the second <laughs> one was when he's... Uh, when he's remembering Gallifrey, oh, and and the pause he puts in before going, what's he? He said all the, the time. Do you miss it? And he goes, so much. Yeah. And there's just this horror and hope that makes his voice crack, mm. and it's beautiful. And and the tenth Doctor would have gone, oh, grass made of red, and now oh, and go off on the big kind of RTD uh, sort of poetic diatribe on the subject. And all the eleventh Doctor needs is so, so much. much. It that seems to suggest that you actually thought Chris Chibnall's writing was sensitive and evocative. Oh. No, all in the acting. You can write, anyone can write so much, but it, <laughs> it's all it's all. Are in you not the, a fan of Chris? Well, Chibnall. I, mean, I hate Chibnall. Do you? Why do you hate Chibnall? Do you know, I've got look back at the Doctor's big rallying moment where he's got to chivvy everybody up, and he just goes, "Oh, you beautiful!" Like he does with every single alien. Oh, you're so wonderful, people. Oh, and don't kill anyone. And then he runs off, and then he gets a clap from Mira Sayal and I'm like Mira you have let your standards drop matey could have done so much more with that speech you could have made it actually applause worthy but then I don't know I've looked at some of the other Doctor episodes Chris Chibnall's written and I've quite enjoyed them and I've realised that maybe it's just that I hold tortured against him too much he's mm. only written one Doctor 42, 42 which it's I only quite one. enjoyed I thought it was two okay yeah. Well, I I look I liked 42 42 <laughs> I love too yeah, I have to say that bit where the but... husband and wife fall out of the Airlock. That was lovely. And they he was involved in um It was right. Martha, wasn't it? was it? Martha and that fella. No, no, no. She lets him, herself and her husband fall out of the airlock. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Chib- Chibnall was the only writer except for the creators who wrote an episode of Life on Mars, which That's I've always right. been impressed by. So maybe I'm just but a bit angry then he also tortured. wrote Cyberwoman. I know. Where the Cybermen decided, right, we're going to... P- um, we're, <laughs> we're going to convert this woman, but we'll start with the bikini areas. <laughs> oh, and now we've been interrupted. Yeah. But surely that was the design department. Oh, it's all right. It's Torchwood. It's adult Doctor Who. We'll put a bikini on a cyber woman. I blame Chibnall. Th- in this one, I quite like the way that the Doctor talked to the, the little boy. I thought that was probably a seventh Doctor kind of trait, the way he could connect with this child and he would kind of encourage. But David Tennant probably would have ignored him not David Tennant, but the 10th Doctor would have probably just ignored him as being in the way. And this one sort of realises what he can do. And Yeah, I loved all the whole, um, was, was it great. dyslexia? Yeah. That was great, saying, look, no, Einstein and somebody else had dyslexia and look how much the hell they did and you can do it. Draw us a really good map. Who needs words? Great little uh, child actor, though, as well. Yeah. He was yeah. very believable. Mm. And coming back to the whole children issue, how many more things to scare kids now? So we've got now graveyards, we've got the actual graves themselves, we've got going into smoky, misty areas, we've got waking up in a tiny little box underneath the earth. We've got day immediately changing into night, if that happens, that's going to freak out a lot of children. Do you know what I really missed about this episode? I really wish I could have seen why Amy and Rory were there. I was really hoping they would hold up a little sign saying, don't go down the main or yeah. something, something like it's that. It's a 2 yeah. That's going to be Welsh significant, accent. isn't it? Either <laughs> it's going to be significant next week or it's going to be significant in the finale. It well, has to be. Next because week looks huge and amazing, doesn't it, from the trailer? 
So no, I I like the way that they split them up at the beginning. Again, I thought that was quite a classic Who thing to do. As soon as they land, split the companions up, and the companion disappears for the rest of the episode. It gives Rory a chance to kind of bond with, you know, play off the Doctor a bit more, and we actually start to learn a bit more about how he's trying to stand up and be counted as a man, Mm. kind of thing. And there's that brilliant bit where he realises that the Doctor has lost her again. Yeah, I quite like the fact that Amy wasn't in it as much because the bits where she was in it were brilliant, I think. And the bit where she's in the box and, and with the, did you just shush me thing? That just was tell fantastic. me to shush? <laughs> I thought that was really, really good. And sort of, um, it, it was almost worth splitting them up just for that one moment. So we're agreed that it was a, a, a good rollicking rollicking romp through the Welsh countryside with plenty of uh, chills, thrills yeah. and spills. And I look forward to more romping next week in yeah. Wales. I'm you worried always that look forward to romping. <laughs> I'm worried that it seems that we've come across quite harshly on this one. It, I, I think we've said more think negative can... things this week. than uh... Only about Chris Chibnall. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to, you know, to reiterate that it was still a very, very enjoyable episode and actually... The lad done good. Chibnall done good, mm, really, definitely, I guess, definitely. at the yeah. end of the day. Here's to more. Ah, hello. Excuse me, I'm looking for Q. That's me. You must be the doctor. I've been expecting you. Very excited to meet you. Well, 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 a woman, Q. After all this time, who'd have thought... Well, Her Majesty's Secret Service moves with the times, you know. It wasn't so long ago that we had the first female M. It's not just men who are into gadgets and geekery, you know. Anyway, you have that regeneration thing I keep trying to find out more about. Perhaps one day you'll be a woman. No, that will never happen. But, uh... Never! Right. Anyway, that jacket I wanted you to work on. Yes! This bigger on the inside, Dimensionally Transcendental Pockets project is so exciting. Although I do wish you'd tell me the secrets of time travel. Oh, perhaps I already will. What? Sorry, time travel joke. That would have killed on Gallifrey. Actually, that's a poor choice of words. So, what have you got for me? I've got as many useful gadgets into the pockets as possible. Okay, so, here we go. There's a sunlight lamp with generator and rechargeable battery. Don't forget to unplug it when it's not charging. If, however, you want to see in the dark but not be seen, there are these sensomatic spectacles that include an automatic night vision application. Not good if you're hunting cold-blooded species. But for that, I'm working on a specially adapted fire extinguisher. Won't be long now. And there's a pair of binoculars, because I know you love traditional, good, old, reliable Earth technology gadgetry. Great! Oh, look, humbugs. Just my style. Don't eat that. Why not? Infused with psychic pollen. Will induce a terrifying dreamlike state in whoever inhales. <laughs> the no weapons brief was the most challenging thing. You know me, Doctor. Oh yes, I know you, Q. You love something that creates a bang. Something simple but deadly. Hidden in everyday objects. No, no, that's not the way I work. Well, I couldn't resist this. A catapult? You never know when it will come in handy, and in the right hands, it's not necessarily a weapon. This one has an extra long range, over 150 feet. I'll tell you how it works, if you tell me the secret of time travel. (laughs) I think I can probably work that out. Ooh, what's this? Well, I know how you like to talk to your adversaries rather than fight them, so it's a fully automated tease made with a full range of tees. 
Earl and Lady Grey, English breakfast, Lapsang Souchong, fruit teas, chai tea latte, you name it, it's there. With best bone china set and doilies. And a full range of biscuits, which each have the ability to detonate your timeship should the circumstance arise. Wow, that's amazing. Let's hope Amy doesn't get peckish. Ooh, these look good. What are they? Don't touch them. They're my hair straighteners. So that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining us this week. And, um, well, goodbye, I suppose, from uh, Andy. Bye. Laura. Bye-bye. Chris Sigma. Cheerio. And from me, Chris Alpha. Goodbye. Did we mention that if you've got any views on the show or you want to ask us some questions or contribute in some way, there's a load of different ways to contact us. Uh, We have a website at www.theoodcast.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Facebook or Twitter.com respectively slash theoodcast, all one word, all lowercase. And we have an email address, theoodcast at me.com. We also have a link directly to our iTunes entry, and that's oodsubscribe.com. So if you want to get new people into the wonder of the Oodcast, that's the best URL to give them. Uh, So now, finally, I guess all I have left to introduce is the winner of our Twitter underground music competition. And the winner is... Going Underground. Some people might say my life is in a rut Frankly they can go and kiss my butt People might say I should not live in the floor But I was happy till you drew through the door Something's happening here today A show of strength, the Warriors Brigade I knew humans were unrefined Frozen in a cellar and then confined Licking the granddad is my only crime And you wonder where the night guard went But the reptiles got a new air vent I'm going underground Going underground Where Silurians and their clans are found I'm going underground Going underground We'll let the boys get stung And the girls will get dissected The doctor told you not to give in to your hate Interspecies relations already aren't that great People don't need a reason to attack Even Ambrose has baggage to unpack What you see is what you get I'm cuter than a worm, you must admit You chose your actions when you sank the shaft And our city got trashed, we don't like drafts So we'll stab you all with our freaky tongues And you feel your veins go slowly green That's the price of your drilling machine I'm going underground Going underground Where Silurians and their clans are found I'm going underground Going underground We'll let the boys get stung And the girls will get dissected Hey! La 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 Hey. La 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 la, we talk and talk till my head explodes I ran into a van and my body froze You might think we're being mean But you woke us up from a really good dream Going underground I'm going underground I'm going underground I'm going underground I'm going on to ground. Hey. La 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 la. 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 You might think we're being mean, but you woke us up from a really good dream. Going on to ground. Going on to ground. Where's
Silurians and their clans have found are going underground. Going underground. Well, let the boys get stung and the girls will get dissected. Going underground. Going underground. Well, Silurians and their clans have found are going underground. Going underground. Well, let the boys get stung and the girls will get dissected.